the way I trained back then is I had to one up you. Like it was always competition. I was a competition against myself. Like every minute of the day was a competition. This is where you're meant to be. Like I know it. I've never. My best self is better than every single person who's gonna walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was was a moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else, and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. journey to a better you starts right now. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Special guest is former CrossFit Games athlete Natalie Newhart. She is now a women's nutrition coach. On the episode, we dove into training the mind, why some days you probably shouldn't go hard in the gym, making better food choices, getting into cold water. We covered it all on this episode. If you guys want to hear about Natalie's PED suspension that she mentioned briefly from CrossFit, that was covered on episode 7, so head back there after this one. This one is much more focused on what she's doing now. So really good interview. I'm glad I got the chance to catch up with Natalie, and let's kick it over there now. But yeah, so how's everything with with the nutrition business going? Amazing. Nutrition is going great. Um... Yeah. So basically like since the last time that we talked, you know, the last time we talked, I was still at a CrossFit gym. I was still training CrossFit. I was making like a transition, right. Uh, I was kind of like going into this sort of easier way of training, but I was still coaching CrossFit. Um, and it was still very much a part of my life. Well, when that whole thing went down, um, I mean, sorry, like it was actually right after we did our last podcast, I actually got kicked out of my CrossFit gym because they didn't like my whole mentality. And like I was, because, you know, the, the idea of CrossFit is like, go hard, go for time. And they didn't like how I perceived, you know, just, yeah, I'll I'll go hard if I want to, if I feel like it, um, you know, and, and really just listening to my body and they didn't like that, uh, influence on the members. So anyways, I got, I got kicked out which was, it was hard because it was like my family. Um, and, but that really kind of sort of propelled me even harder into the direction that I was going because it took out the environment that was really holding me back. Um, and, and as a result, my, my nutrition business just took off. Um, I just really took a deep dive into mindset training, um, what I call inner training. And, uh, and that has become the the foundation of my entire nutrition program. Like I've rebuilt the whole thing. Uh, we, you know, of course we talk about food and all that, but the the core of of being able to lose weight or be fit and have the motivation and the, you know, um, you know, just just the um, the ability to consistently, you know, show up and do your movement and eat well is all based around mindset. You know, it's all based around the, the, the way that you're feeling and the thoughts that you're thinking. And, and that's what we train now. So, and ever since we made that, like I've made that switch and I've been, um, you know, I've basically been going to school for that. Um, uh, like my clients just come like the success rate has been unreal. So it's been good. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. The, the, the mindset piece I think is huge. Like that's, that's something you can do all the macros, right? You can do you know, eat at this time, you can do carb backloading, whatever it is, keto. But if your mindset about food is like, I think a lot of people, like I, I talked about it the last time we talked, like I was stuck into the, the Monday through Friday, like I eat really clean, I eat good. And then like Saturday rolls around and it's pint of Ben and Jerry's, it's pizza, it's whatever. But yeah, that, that mindset, once you have that shift. So, so how do you create that within your clients? Like what, what verbiage are you using? How do you get clients to kind of buy in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well from the beginning, like when they first come on, like actually I'll interview them to see if I even want to take them on as a client, because the, the way that my approach is not for everybody. Um, it's a, it's, it's, it's tough work because it's, it's transformational work. Um, meaning we got to drop some, some, some patterns, some habits, some ways of thinking. Um, but I, the women that I work with, you know, them to like to really be in a certain amount of pain right to be so fed up with where they're at and so um just not willing to tolerate this sort of 
um, just obsession with macros and food. Like I want them in that place because if, if there isn't enough pain tied to where they're at, there's no way they're going to be willing to do what it takes to, to change, you know, to change their patterns. And so that's number one is making sure that they have a willingness to change. They don't just want to change. They don't just want peace to know peace and freedom with food. Right. They don't, they don't just want to, to just, um, yeah, like know that stuff. They have to be willing to train it. And so, but here's the thing is that what I find with so many people is that they don't really know what they want. Like, I mean, I, I'd be curious to ask you, like, what do you want with your nutrition? Like, what, or what, you know, what does that look like? What is the ideal relationship with food in the gym that you're looking for? Um, you know, like, what is that? A lot of people can't answer that question. Most of them say, oh, well, I just want to look good. I want to lose weight and I want to hit a, you know, a 200 pound back squat or whatever it is, you know? Well, at what cost are you willing to do that? Like, does that mean you, you want to obsess over macros? Like, is that, do you want food to run your life? You have to create this phone and track all your food and be like this robot that just follows plans all the time. And if that's, if that's what you, if you, that doesn't bother you, cool, go for it. But I think a lot of people don't realize that that doesn't have to be a reality, you know? And so that, that's the first step that as soon as I take somebody on, I'm like, okay, what is it that you want? And, you know, most of the women that I work with, they want to know a sense of peace around food. They want to know, um, you know, freedom to, to not have to track their food or follow a plan. And so that's like, number one is, Hey, what is it that you want? And, and why do you want that? Because it, what will that give you? What, what will that allow you to do if you had that peace and freedom, you know, Oh, I'd be able to be more present. I'd be able to like, not think about food all the time. I could, you know, connect with my family or my, you know, my husband, or I could just, I could take a day off from the gym without getting anxiety. You know, um, I could go on trips without worrying about like obsessing about whether I'm going to get fat or about my workouts. You know, that's what that kind of stuff will be able to bring to you. And so that's the thing is, is knowing what you want and why you want it. And then from there we start to train it. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think a ton of people like, you know, you have the office Christmas party and you're like, fuck, I can't eat. Or you go to a birthday party and you're like, nah, I'm not gonna have cake today. But I think everybody wants that freedom. Like, yeah, if I'm going somewhere or I'm going to a wedding, yeah, I want to have a few drinks and yeah, I want to eat and not worry about what it's gonna do to my body. Like, not be, always be, oh, tomorrow I got a big workout or I got to do something, mm -hmm. so I can't eat that slice of pizza. I can't eat that cake. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that freedom is, is just big. So, so what's your approach if, if you're not doing macros, like, do you have a plan for people or is it just kind of like, how does that work? Yeah. Well, for sure. Like people need to know, like they need to know, um, you know, how many, like what hundred grams of carbs looks like, what 200 grams of carbs looks like, you know, what 150 grams of protein looks like. So if you have never tracked food, you absolutely do need to like, I mean, you don't have to, but it's going to pay off a long run and, and just sort of clear out any confusion. So if nobody's tracked macros before, I definitely set them up with macros in the beginning. But by the time that, you know, halfway through my program, I'm weaning them off because I want to start to train, um, you know, that connection to your body. Cause I think a lot of us, we just don't even know, like, shoot, am I even hungry? Like, when am I hungry? How do I know when to stop eating? You know, when do I eat? Like, because we've just been so conditioned to follow plans, especially athletes, right? We're just like, hit this. And like, it's just like, we've lost, uh, we, we don't have the ability to listen and trust it anymore. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll train the eye with, with macros, um, unless you've already been, you know, tr uh, doing macros and you have good experience with that, then, you know, we'll start with that really quickly, but then we, when I, then I wean you off. Um, but the thing is like, I mean, here's the thing. It's not like you can eat cake all day. Right. And, and still look good. But the way that we approach, um, diet is, is we, we take out the discipline and the willpower. So, um, it's kind of like when we're an athlete, you know, and, and you know, how athletes try to, uh, find that flow state, right. Where everything's effortless. 
And, and it's just so easy. You don't realize like, you, you know, you don't, you don't even notice the weight, the movement. If you just flow, you're just in the zone. I create that, that same type of flow and zone with dieting. And the way that we do that is by the, the way that we focus our attention. So, so many people are driving out of, um, like fear and anxiety and obsession and dread, like, oh, I have to do this. I need to eat like that. I should do this. And when we, when we drive out of that, it creates a lot of like obligation and resentment and, and a lot of focus on like what we, what we can't eat and what we can't have. And when we focus on that, um, we tend to just want to eat that, that kind of stuff. Like it's like, it's like, if I asked you to just to not think of a pink elephant right now, right? Like don't yeah, think of, of course I'm going to think about that. Exactly. So it's like, our mind isn't good at not doing things, not thinking of things. So instead of focusing on not eating the cake, we focus on our vision. So we create this vision of what we want in the body and our relationship with food. And we put our focus on that. And when we put our focus on the thing that we actually want, then the the food thing is kind of like it's so weird man like it's just like it's a non-issue it is no longer an issue like when we just obsessively focus on vitality in the body and passion in the gym and um you know and peace food like when we just focus on those qualities the 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 that willpower and that discipline is, is no longer there because we have this energy driving us in the direction that we, that we long for, you know? Um, and so we naturally like, I don't know, we just don't feel like there's, um, there's like this resistance when it comes to eating certain things. Okay. So, but the the other thing is that, you know, we, I also, you know, there are times that obviously like, um, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I want to have pizza or I want like a few drinks or something like that. And we have to realize that, you know, there's, there's nothing good or bad about like food or drinking or anything like that. There's no right or wrong. However, there is always a, a, a outcome for our choice. There's always going to be something that we have to answer to. And so we just got to acknowledge, Hey, is this something that I want to sign up for? Hey, I know like, you know, I'm probably going to feel like shit tomorrow. If I, you know, if I go out drinking tonight, you know, is that, is that, am I, am I up for that? You know? And if so, great have at it, be all in, you know, have fun with it. Don't regret it. But, you know, if that's, if that's not something that you want to answer to tomorrow, then we know not to take that because it doesn't align with vision, like what we, what we want. Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, I'm not saying like you should eat cake and drink and you're going to feel good. Like obviously there's food, if you're eating a majority of whole foods, you're eating a lot of vegetables, you're, you're just going to feel better. It's a fact than if you're eating pizza and McDonald's. You're not going to feel a hundred percent. That's just, everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's those emotions, it, you know, think back to like the day where um, you ate great, right. Where you were just like, you just wanted to eat healthy. Um, and it was so easy and working out was so easy on that day. You felt good. That was a day that you just, you felt amazing. I don't know what it was. Maybe you're on vacation. I don't know, whatever, but you, you, there was an emotion there that was driving that behavior. Same goes for on the day where you just like dropped everything and you just went out, oh, you, you did, you know, you ate all the crap. You didn't want to work out. You were depressed sitting on the couch. Like that was a day where there was a completely different emotional experience. And it's the emotion. It's our emotions that are driving that type of behavior. And so this is what we start to train in my, in my program is is uh, training, we train emotional states because we know that when we feel good, we do things that are in line with the body that we want, or the fitness we want. When we just react and allow ourselves, allow the mind to feel stressed out or overwhelmed or anxious or pissed off, well, there's gonna be a completely different set of decisions that we make around food and the gym and movement. And so we become, we, we, we train awareness around that and we, we train ourselves to be in that sort of good feeling state most of the time so that it's not, so we don't fight ourselves. So we don't find ourselves fighting. 
Yeah. And so for the people who didn't listen to the first podcast that we did, can you just give us a little background, like where you came from? Because if people don't know like your story and how you talk about food and fitness now, like where'd you come from in all this? Um, so like my own personal experience or how I, uh, like learned all this stuff. Yeah. Just like, well, like CrossFit and competing and everything. Like what was it like before you kind of had this mindset shift and started coaching? this? Oh, way? okay. So honestly, um, you know, like, so it started off with CrossFit and that's where I was like, you know, obsessed with going to the CrossFit games, you know, games was my life and training was my life. And of course, you know, I, was a, a macro tracker, like followed the plan, right? I was a robot. And, and that's just what you had to, you know, kind of like what you had to do, or that was what I thought you had to do back then. Um, and I actually didn't have much of a problem with food back then. Uh, but then I, I ended up, um, you know, in the last show, we talked about my PED sort of um, uh, incident or, you know, um, I don't know, situation. And after that happened, I went into bodybuilding and, um, and I was in a very vulnerable state then because I had been training for six plus years and I, you know, my dreams were just taken away from me. Um, and you know, obviously by my, that was, I caused that on myself. Um, but I was emotionally deprived because I was kicked out of the sport. I was rejected. I was ridiculed, you know? Um, and so I, I felt very unworthy. Like, like I felt lower than low. Right. I was like thinking the last time I, I had, a, in fact, I pictured myself as trash, like literally the trash that's not even worth picking up and putting in a trash can. I felt that low. So, um, and what happened is because I actually had that in my mind, this is how strong the mind is. It's crazy. Um, and then I went into bodybuilding where I physically starved myself because I was doing 800 calorie diets on training, training like a CrossFit Games athlete, five, six hours a day. Um, and after I won the show, I, I, I thought I was going to get like this high from winning the show, that elation feeling, that superhuman feeling when you get, when you work out and stuff that wasn't there. Be- winning no longer meant the same to me because of what happened. And what happened is I, I was searching for that elation, that same, that winning feeling. And I got it when I took a bite of food after that show, right? And it, it, there was like this huge rush that came upon me. And I, this, so it was like this feeling of elation got connected with food. And then after that, I actually, um, it, it, all, it got connected to trash, food in the trash can, because I saw myself as trash. So it's like this weird thing that happened that got wired in my nervous system and I started to eat out of trash. Like I had this weird eating disorder um, where I couldn't, I couldn't control myself. I was, it was like, there was like this weird demon living in my body. And um, I had this obsession with food um, and I, and I ate out of trash because I felt this rush every time I got it. Like as if it wasn't ever, I was never going to be able to have it again. So I, all food was like special anyway. So um, that's kind of, Kind of, it's a really long story and you can check it out on my Instagram. I'm actually talking about it right now, but, um, it led to lots of binging. Um, you know, I binged for months and it created a really bad, uh, just relationship with food. I, I was afraid of food. Food controlled me. Um, I could barely go eight hours without eating. You know, I could, I could, I couldn't even fast for 12 hours, uh, because I had this weird urge to eat. And so food r- ran, ruled my life. Um, until, and I did everything. I did diets. I did coaches. I did supplements. I did fasting. I did it all and nothing like got rid of that, that fix. And I started just emotional work and I started to retrain my nervous system, um, to relate to food differently, you know, and instead of training this sort of, um, instead of like the, cause what happened is like the, I, I attached this, um, unconscious, like feeling of elation to food. Right. And, and that, that I did that not knowing it. And that's what happens with like a lot of people is like, they, they taste a bite, bite of food and they get this rush. Right. And it's this, um, it's this unconscious way of uh, like unconscious, um, thing that we do. And the more that we've trained that, the more that that becomes like instilled in us. Okay. 
And, and so basically what I had to do is retrain my nervous system to not feel that, to not be afraid of food, to not feel like it was going to be, there was a limited amount. Like I wasn't going to get any more later. Um, and I just did that over time, like just through the way that I was thinking and the way that I felt when I ate food, I trained myself to be at peace. Um, and I focused on peace and I focused on love and I focused on freedom and I trained my nervous system to react in that way every single time I was around food. And that's how it, that's, that's how it really evolved. But, um, there's a whole like, you know, system that I, that I learned, I went to school for, and it's the, been the only thing that has helped me. Um, and I've done a whole lot of things <laughs> and it's funny. Cause like, I just didn't focus on food at all. Really. Yeah. A lot of people have such a bad relationship with food. I think the way we talk, talk to ourselves, the way we talk to other people, like, oh, I ate shitty yesterday, or I'm like, I'm a bad person because I ate ice cream, or it's off the plan. Like, I just think, and then we also reward people with food. Like, oh, if you're, if you're good today, I'll give you a slice of pizza. Or if you, like, you start to associate, and it's weird how you never think about that stuff. But it's like your entire life is kind of dependent on food. And, and like, you can't not eat. So like, what are you going to do? Like you have to really rewire your brain and and do that emotional work. I think that's tough. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, um, the, the problem with that is just, we have, we've trained a certain way of, of, of thinking, right. And we didn't, we don't know that we're training it, you know, in the gym, we know we're training and like, we, we focus, Oh, we want to squat like this. We want knees out and, and blah, blah, blah. Keep the chest up. Well, you know, when it comes to life and food, we kind of forget that everything that we're doing is, is training that pattern, you know? And so you're either training a pattern that aligns with the direction that you want to go, or you're training a pattern that doesn't, right? So you're either training obsession and fear with food and, you know, beating yourself up and, you know, um, you know like all that, or you're, you're training peace, you know, and freedom and a sense of control and empowerment. But most people don't realize that they're doing that, you know, and that's and so their life, their relationship with food is a result of a bunch of small unconscious actions done over time. And that those unconscious actions were either copied from like their parents or people around them, or it was just a learned response from doing repetitive dieting and being told over and over and over, this food's bad. Don't do, don't eat this. This food's good. And so we've created this, this emotional relationship that is ultimately driving our behavior. Do you find, so you only work with women. Like, do you find any men who have issues like this? Do you think it's universal? You've just found that working with women is better for you. Yeah, absolutely. No, everybody's an emotional eater, right? We're all emotional beings. Everything that we do is a result of the emotions that we feel. Um, but I, I work with women because emotions, um, first off, women have a hard, have a harder time losing weight because our bodies are a lot more sensitive. Um, and what most people don't realize is that our emotions of stress, anxiety, overwhelm, frustration, those kind of things that we are constantly reacting to or living in, um, that's a stress. And as women age, if they don't manage that stuff, like it becomes harder, harder and harder for them to lose weight. This is why so many women, you'll see so many women in the gym, um, you know, doing the workouts, eating well, like they're, they're burning, burning, they're watched as they're burning more calories than they're eating and they're not losing any weight, you know? And it, and like, that's like 95, I'd say probably like 98%, you know, I'm totally making that number up, but 98% of people in the gyms, like most women don't have flat bellies. That's because, um, stress is in, in there is in the way of them burning fat. And that is, that's a, that's because our bodies are designed to, you know, have babies. And so it's a lot more sensitive guys don't, um, they're, they're a lot more resilient. So they do a diet, you know, they tend to lose the weight as soon as they just do the diet. Like stress isn't an issue. They don't have to worry about that. But absolutely, guys, you know, you guys do it. You know, you guys are, we're all emotional eaters, right? As soon as like, yeah, you know, um, I'm sure you can think back to a time where like something just stressed you out. Maybe it was like 
you know, money or family matters or something. And like, you just went straight for, you know, whatever it was, chips and dip or something like that. You know, it's just, it's just because that's a, we're looking to feel better, right? Because we feel shit, we're in a shit state. And so um, food, we think that food will, and it will, it, it, it makes us feel better temporarily, right? But then we just feel, go back into the guilt, the shame, and then we're stuck in the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you see that around CrossFit gyms everywhere. Like I used to, when I was doing CrossFit, I, there was a bunch of people who came in at 5.15 a.m. and they would do the class wad and then they would do extra abs and all these yeah. extra stuff. And it's like, how how are you not like jacked right now? But it's like, there's so many different right? things that you don't see outside of the the 21 hours that you're not in the gym. But like, do you really want to work out for three hours a day for the rest of your life just to, to look okay? Yeah. That's the thing is to work out and put more and more effort into it. And it never produced the result you want. That is the most frustrating thing I think that you can feel, you know, and that's what so many people are doing and especially women because they don't realize how much stress is standing in their way. Guys, they tend, they can tend to just up the work and they'll lose more weight or they can just like cut out soda and they'll lose the weight. They look good. They have an easier time with that. Not all, but majority, but yeah, it's, and the thing is, is that these women are, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're doing the work, they're not seeing results. And so what they assume is that they just need to work harder, that I'm just going to do the same thing that's not working. And I'm going to go, I'm just going to, I'm going to put, I'm going to double down. I'm going to put more effort in. I'm going to drive harder. And it still doesn't work. And they think that, oh, I just, I guess I got, I'm not doing enough. And not realizing that that will never, that way of, of that approach will never create the outcome they're looking for, you know? And, and because they don't put that two together, they just, you know, they get stuck there. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I don't think there's nowhere in CrossFit that says, you need to do three hours of workout a day. Like their whole philosophy is like some days you need to do 10 minutes and that's it. They're not saying like, mm -hmm. yeah, do, do a wad and then do extra abs and then do a Tabata and then do rope climbs to practice. Like they're saying, no, you need to go hard for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Some days, some days you might do a, a longer thing, but it's one thing a day you're adding more. Isn't gonna, you know, necessarily get the results. Yeah, but the thing is that worked for us in the past and that's why we we tend to get stuck in that thinking. Cuz I know when I first started, as soon as I did more, you know, I started to look real good, you know. Um and I got to the CrossFit game. So of course I assumed that oh, just more. I just need more, you know. But there's a point no matter how strong-willed you are, there's a point that stuff does not work anymore and it it works less and less the older we get. And so we have to start to change our approach, which it gets harder because that has now become sort of our like identity of harder is better, you know? Um, and so it's really hard to start to let that go. Something we're so familiar with because God forbid we, we take a day off or we relax and we don't go hard that day. Like, what does that mean about us? Does that mean we're lazy now? Like, are we, you know, is that the direction we're going? Like, so that can be super scary for people. Um, but, and the thing about, the only thing about CrossFit, I, you know, I think it, I love CrossFit. I love the high intensity and all that, but you need to let people like listen to their body and know, Hey, today is a day I'm, my body feels good. The body feels like it can go hard or today it just needs to move and be okay with that. You know, instead of feeling peer pressure to go for time every single time. What do you see when you look at back at yourself? Like I was watching some of your YouTube videos to get ready for this. And, you know, 2015, 2016, your mindset is a thousand times different than what it is now. So what do you see when you see those videos and, and the training that you did? And dude, when you say that, it gives me chills. <laughs> it's unbelievably different. Unfreaking believably different. Like, the way I trained back then is I had to one up you. Like it was always competition. I was a competition against myself. Like every minute of the day was a competition. So I, I would get up at 3 a.m., be at the track at 4 a.m. It's pitch dark with a headlamp or my phone, my light on my phone. I'd get my sprint workout in be 
before anybody got to the gym because I had to be one up ahead of you. I had to be, you know, have one workout down. Um, and if I didn't like give it my all, it's like I punished myself, you know, um, and it was just this constant beating of, of feeling like I had to earn my worthiness and sense of happiness for the day. And if I didn't like just crush myself, I couldn't be happy. If I didn't get my workout in, you definitely didn't want to be around me. <laughs> um, and so it, my happiness was completely contingent on my, my workout, the way my body looked, the way my body felt, the, the numbers I was hitting in the gym, whether I won the workout or not. And it was just like, oh my God, dude, I was like, every day w- was like a battle literally a battle. Cause I, I had to put, you know, I had to be ready for battle. I had every single day. I didn't get a day off because I had to win. I had to prove myself every day. And, and so, and when I didn't, which it happened a lot, like it just felt like the, my happiness was completely out of my control. It was just like a pinball in a pinball machine, like just bouncing off of whatever happens in your day. You know, some minutes you're happy, some, uh, some other times you're sad and pissed or whatever. And that's how most people are going through life. And, and my workouts, like as a result, it's just like, I had to use so much discipline and willpower to like drag myself through the workouts, just get through it. Um, and you know, like, and just, uh, there was a lot of burden, a lot of dread associated with my workouts. Like it just, just thinking about it was like, Oh, it was heavy. And, and now I, I, I come, I, I approach it completely differently. As soon as I start to think, as soon as I start to say, I have to go work out, I shut it down or I need to, or I should, as soon as I say the cuss words to me, I should, I, I have to, as soon as I start saying that shit, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't aligned with what I want because it's only a matter of time. When you start associating the gym and food like that through obligation, it's only a matter of time that you the very thing that is going to drive you to the, the, the body and the fitness and, and the vitality you want. Um, it's only a matter of time that that's going to feel like a chore and you don't want to do it. And it's it, like, it, it's, it's not, it's no fun anymore, you know, and I don't want that life anymore. So I, you know, before I go, before I go work out, I connect with my vision. I align with passion. I see myself, like I focus on how good it feels to move how alive I feel, um, what vitality feels like in my body, what energy feels like. And I, and I, and I picture myself doing backflips and I can't do backflips, but I, I picture this stuff to just light my ass up and get myself excited for this stuff. And, and then I go into the gym and I just do what it feels like, you know? So like, or what I, what I feel like doing, I don't, I don't follow programs, you know, I just listen to the body. My main focus in the gym these days to have fun is to love what I do. Whereas back in the day, it was to win, to push harder, to grind harder, to suffer more, you know, to be the hardest worker in the room. So it's night and day. Like I could give a shit about times, scores, any of that, you know, because it's just my body will like, I'm as long as I focus on loving it, like that's all that matters to me. Cause that's, what's going to have me show up every day. And and love it, you know, and that's what we need to do if we want to be fit and, and do the things that we want to do, you know, like that's what fitness is all about is having that freedom to do whatever we want. Yeah. Did you, did you have a hard time like making that shift? Like when you first started, you know, more like kind of flow style and like, I guess meditation and more towards your vision. Like, did you think, oh, I'm not going to look as good as I used to or like how, how was the mental hurdle to get over that? Absolutely. That's the hardest part. That's the hardest part is, is that you are, you have this grip, this Kung Fu grip on every, on the way you've been, the, the way that you think and what will happen if you let this go, what will happen to my body? What will, will I become lazy? Will I be, you know, will I, will I not want to like, you know, work out anymore or what's going to happen when I don't lift these heavy weights anymore? Um, yeah. Scary, super scary. But you have to make your, I had to, I had to trust. I had, I was, I got myself to a position where I was no longer willing to tolerate the, the pain that I was in, the pain and suffering I was in, the dread, the burden, the obligation, 
feeling like every door, every day I, ha- I just had to get through the day. I was, I was, I was dying on the inside. And um, I wanted to know what it was, was like to, cause I saw people out there. I saw people, you know, I, and that's probably why I thought it was possible is cause I saw people with that smiled all the time. People that were happy, people that didn't think about food. And I wondered, man, what do they do that I'm not doing? They look great and they're having a fun time and I'm here crushing myself. And I studied those people. I studied what they did. I studied peaceful people, you know, and, and I just started to train myself into that, you know, and, and I just trusted it. You know, I had to have a belief that um, I had to be willing to, to do something I wasn't, I had never done before. It was a complete surrendering. And I, I wasn't, I didn't know what was going to be on the other side. I didn't know if I was going to lose my muscles, if I was going to, but yeah, I just, I did it anyway, you know? And honestly, like I look the same, if not better than, you know, when I was training six hours a day, I'm training an hour a day and I love it. Like I'm, and I wake up with, and I, I can't wait for it. And I'm excited to do it. I have no pressure. I don't have to work out. I, I can just go for a walk. I mean, it's just night and day. Um, but yeah, there's three things that you need to be willing to do. You need to believe that it's possible for you. And you can use, and what I did is I just saw other people there, right? I saw other people with the lifestyle that I wanted and the body that I wanted. Because there's plenty of fit people out there that are su- or they're miserable, right? <laughs> I didn't want that because I was one of them. But I wanted to be like the people that they went and did things. They went out and hung out with their friends and their family and they went out in nature and they worked out and they had fun and they laughed and all that. And they didn't think about food. Like they didn't understand like why people had issues with food. I wanted to be that. So I believe that that was possible. The second thing that you need to do is you need to be able to surrender your old way of being. You have to let go of the person that you have been. Um, And that's super scary. You know, I had to let go of thinking that harder was better. I had to let go of thinking that I had to work out every day um, or that I had to measure my food and I had to surrender myself into a new way of being somebody I didn't, I'd never been. And, um, you know, a lot of the times, like when that, when it was time to make a decision in that moment where my mind, like it was, I literally felt schizophrenic I had two people there and I and it was like my old personality and the person I wanted to become a new personality and they would fight and that old personality would try to keep me back and hold me stuck in that in that that way I've always been and I had to use a force of will to surrender myself and and make my vision more important than anything else you know and that's that's where people really struggle is they know what to do they know they have all the tools they see it's possible um, they know it's possible. They have coaches, they have, they have everything, but they can't get themselves to just do the thing that feels that is the opposite of what their impulse is calling them to do. Yeah. And it, like you have to go to Barnes and Noble, like there's a million books on self-help and self-transformation, whatever they call it now. So like we have all the answers, but it's like, it's like, how many books do you need to read to get to that? Or like how many podcasts do you need to get to that level? And a lot of times it's like just doing the inner mm-hmm. work, like doing what feels hard. Have This is like a little bit personal, but have you done any therapy or anything? Like have you like sought out a professional or is this stuff you've done on your own? So um, basically I, uh, I worked with a, with a coach. It wasn't, I guess it's kind of like personal development like life coach. Um, and now I'm like, I'm studying with them to, to be one of like a, a life coach basically like that. So yeah, I, I worked with him. I did like, um, a phone call at once a month, you know, for about an hour. Um, and I did a lot of, but a lot of the work I did on my own, did a lot of uh, basically, you know, what it really comes down to dude is getting really clear about what you want. And I mean, just really clear about what you want. What's the life you want? What does the body look like? What does it feel like? Like what, not like the things that you want, but what is the experience of life you want? You know? And and then once you know that you obsess over it, I obsessed over this life. I want just the same way that I obsessed over the CrossFit games. I obsessed over it. Like I've got, I've got notes everywhere. Like I, and it's all I think about 
peace, love, passion, inspiration, vitality. And I'm constantly aligning myself to, to embody that, to become that person, you know? And, and then, and, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's not about knowing, like knowing is not enough. You must be willing to do the thing. You must be willing, instead of, instead of getting, um, like anxious because you didn't get your workout in, instead of allowing that to happen, you have to train yourself to feel peace. Right. And so I just do that by, by telling myself, I feel peace about this because, right. And I just come up with all the reasons of why I feel peace. I train my mind to orient that way. Because the thing is, is like, you know, when people don't get their workouts in and they feel anxious, like that's the only reason why they feel anxious is because they're coming up with all the reasons of why they should feel anxious, right? Like, oh, I'm going to get fat, you know, who knows, I'm going to lose my muscle. And I like, like, I don't, yeah, just, they come up with all these reasons. Likewise, I mean, what you, you, you can come, you can use the mind and come up with all the reasons of why it's okay. Why you feel peace, you know, with not tracking food with, you know, with, um, you know, because you accidentally, you know, overate that day, or, you know, you didn't get your workout in or, you didn't go as hard as, as everybody else. And so it's a training, you train your nervous system and your mindset to, to, um, to react in a particular way that aligns with the experience you want. Does that make, yeah. So yeah, yeah total yeah. sense. Do you have any tips for like, say athletes? Cause like I just mentioned, I talked to somebody who's, who's on the verge of making it to the CrossFit games. And it's like, how do you incorporate this stuff if you still do want to be an athlete? Like, say you oh. can't you can't just take a day off. Like, you have to train if you have a competition coming up. So how do you incorporate that if you're still trying to be competitive? Absolutely, man. I wish I had this work. If I had this work when I was training, I would have been a way better athlete, hands down, for sure. Because we both know, like, science has shown that when you are in the state of flow, you you move better, right? Like, you, you're, you're just you're going to perform way better. That's why athletes want to turn that on at will. Um, and so that's literally what we're doing here, you know, and, and as soon as you like, in order to get in the flow, you need to be aligned. You need to be relaxed. As soon as you start to have tension in the body, which is created through your mind of why this feels so heavy. I don't know if I can lift this, you know, I don't know if I can, you know, if I'm ready, like as soon as you have those, those thoughts of doubt, insecurity, you know, um, overwhelm, anxiety, that's the thing that's going to uh, impair your performance. And so the number one thing you need to be doing is setting an intention. Hey, what's the experience that, or what's the outcome I want to see happen in this competition, right? If I've got this competition coming up or whatever, I'm training for something. Okay. I want to win it. Right. Okay, cool. I want first place. All right. Well, what would be the um, what would be the feeling that I would know as a result of winning? Wow, I would feel um, just I would feel um, you know worthy. I would feel um, like joyful. I would feel a sense of fulfillment, love, passion, you know, inspiration. And so we come up with those things, and then we set our intention on feeling that way. Okay. And then, so when we go into training before practice or before we do our rep, we focus on feeling that particular way, you know, and maybe it's strength, confidence, whatever it is, but we align ourselves. Hey, okay. I'm going to choose to feel, um, confident in this lift. Right. Um, and as a result, and so I'm going to direct the mind, Hey, I all, I feel confident because I've hit this a million times, blah, blah, blah. Like we naturally do this, but also, do it unconsciously just like we um tend to say oh i don't know if i can hit this this weight feels heavy those thoughts come up in our mind unconsciously and that's the thing that tends to, that will hold us back okay so instead we want to consciously choose and train the mind to work on our behalf to be our, our greatest supporter our biggest ally and you do that by aligning with the experience the emotional experience you want to know because everything that we do starts with with an emotion the, the 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 best performance days the reason why you perform well i guarantee there was a particular way of thinking and feeling that you felt on that day and so if you can just train that into your way of being day in and day out 
that's that's training the flow state. You're training yourself to be in the zone. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Just like, and it can be as simple as, you know, you write down one word before you get to the gym and it's like, okay, I'll think about this every rep I take today or before, before I pick up the bar, I'm going to have this in mind. I think, I think that's awesome. So I've, I saw on your Instagram, you've been getting the cold water in the, in the Creek. What what, uh, made you get to start doing that? Um, again, like I'm just obsessed with training. So I, I, you know, at first I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I had a friend that was doing it. And, um, and then I just started to like how, again, I'm like, I wanted to train my body, my nervous system to react on my behalf. Like I, you know, as soon as you go into that cold water, um, it, it, your body it, it wants to like, react, like, you know, shortness of breath and like freak out. Oh my God. And so I wanted to learn, you know, I wanted to start training my body to be in a relaxed state, regardless of the temperature, regardless of the shock. And it was just another way to train my mind to be in a peaceful state, in a calm state, regardless of what's going on. And then this translates into life, right? When shit hits the fan in life, instead of me just being like this pinball of just reacting to life, which is what most people are doing, um, I can be at peace regardless of what's going on. I don't have to let things outside of me dictate the way that I feel on the inside. I could like, there could be a, a, you know, I'm I'm the eye of the storm. And so that's, that's um, what the cold water, it wasn't originally about that, but it became about that. At the first it was like, yeah, I just want to see if I can do this to challenge myself. And, oh yeah, I hear you can like, you know, you get uh, more, um, uh, what do you call it? Like white, uh, white fat or something like that, you know, or no, brown fat. Brown fat, yeah. Brown fat, sorry. Um, and I was like, yeah, and I honestly, I didn't notice anything, you know, like, yeah, you, your <laughs> skin tightened up and everything like that. But it became more about the mental training, about going in there. But I just, yeah, I just do my breath work and then I go in, and then, you know, I spend like a couple of minutes in there and I come out and it's super cool. It makes you just really like clear headed and great way to start the day. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I know, I do cold showers. I don't do, uh, I haven't gotten in like a creek, but I have done one ice bath and I remember like getting in and you can be mentally prepared for it. But as soon as you get in there, your body's just like, fuck, like you have no idea what's yeah. going on. It's crazy. And then you kind of, I, I did like a Wim Hof seminar and they're like kind of talking to you. So, so it's crazy how you can notice the shift in your mind. Like you have that first in, initial panic and you're breathing and you're breathing and then you can just kind of relax and it's like, oh, this isn't that bad. And the crazy thing is like now when I, whenever I take a cold shower, it still sucks every time. Like I hate it. But yeah, when I, when I get out, I'm actually warmer than I was before I got in, which I, which I don't understand how, but it, it's just something that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your body probably, it kicks in, you know, cause it, it wants to heat up, um, heat it up as quick as possible. So, um, yeah, I noticed, I noticed that too though. Like, uh, and I noticed that I'm, I'm kind of like always running hot. Yeah. You know? Like I'll have the, it'll be snowing out and I want the doors open and stuff. Yeah. yeah Do you have any cool. tips or people who have never done it? Like <laughs> I just want people, I want more people to experience it, but like, how do you get people to get in for the first time? Like, oh, I hate the cold. I don't want to do that. Like, how do you get people to to actually get in? Yeah, honestly, dude, like, it, 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 just like with everything, like, you got to know, like, what am I doing this for? Like, why am I doing this? You know, and probably in the beginning for most people, it'll start off by like, just like a, um, a physical thing, like, oh, brown fat, right? Oh, you know, I might, might look leaner or whatever. And you do feel super tight you know, when you get out, but, um, that may be the first thing you just need some type of why so that you understand like, you know, what you're doing it for and you don't bail out. Uh, but then after that, like, I think it's just super powerful for us to, it's just another way to train, you know? And like, there's so many people who put all this emphasis on training their body, but man, you're missing like the biggest piece of the pie, you know, if you're leaving out training your mindset and it's, it's so cool. It's really cool. Um, to be able to, to control, have, feel like that, you know, control your body's reaction, you know, and just feel, feel like I'm in control. My body's not in control of me. I direct my mind. 
right? I direct my, the way my body feels. And that's very powerful. And it's very like, when you realize that you start to take ownership in everything that you do in life, you know, it's like, like when I get like the other day, I was got so pissed off. Like I was super about these taxes and I was like, I'm choosing to feel this way. You know, it's not the taxes I'm choosing. Like I'm allowing the body and the mind to go here. And it's, it's when you start to take ownership, like you just start to direct, you know, you start to create your own experiences. You, you don't tolerate being anxious or upset or overwhelmed anymore. You know, I mean, like you, you will, like, you're not going to be complete, like happy all the time, but I'm just saying like, you don't stay there for long, you know? Yeah. And that's where a lot of people get caught is that, you know, they'll have a bad day and they wait for something good to happen to, to start feeling good instead of just realizing, Hey, I'm in control of this. Like, cool. I can feel like shit right now. I can be in a shit state, but ah, I don't choose to stay there anymore. You know, I want to get yeah, out of it's, it. So. It's that, that time that you can shorten, like you can, you can feel shitty for five minutes and then you're like, okay, I, I know how I'm feeling. Like, let me change this instead of being yeah, just, it's like the spiral effect, and then you start going to the pantry, and you have a snack, and yes. then like it's it, everything's oh, yeah. connected. Like that's the everything. biggest thing that I've learned: just everything. training, food, sleep, just everything that we're doing is like yeah, yeah, everything. Well, this has been awesome. I feel like this was uh, much better than the first time, <laughs> not because of you, just because of because of me at the point, like that was literally two weeks into me starting a podcast. So thank you for coming back on. Where can people go if they want to work with you? Yeah. Um, best way to contact me is probably through my Instagram. I'm the most active there. It's natalie.newheart. Um, and then I also have um, a website called fitaddictednutrition.com. Um, but yeah, those two places. Uh, and I'm going to be releasing a, for anybody that's like has issues with emotional eating, I'm doing a big launch this month on that. And uh, it'll be an online course. If, uh, if anybody wants to take that up or, or you can just reach out to me for one-on-one -on -one coaching as well through, through Instagram. So cool. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. Once again, thanks so much, Natalie, for coming back on the show. If you want to follow her on Instagram, that will be linked up right in the show notes. And if you guys enjoyed this one and want to do me a special favor this week, just take a screenshot of the episode and tag us both on Instagram. That would be a huge help. So the podcast is on Instagram at Better Than Yesterday Pod. And if you're feeling generous, a five-star rating and review. So thank you guys for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys next week.